Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. No, no, that's it. Everywhere you go. Really? It's snowy outside and cold. Ipso facto, Christmas. And shamrocks. Oh, right, shamrocks. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess it's closer to St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? You know, it? well, St. Saint... There's a saint involved saint somewhere. Patrick. Gliss. <laughs> yes. Comes down the chimney and gives you gold coins. Exactly, every year. <laughs> right? Like, and it's a and he sits little, on your shelf and reports there. you in your bed. That's... <laughs> That's my tradition that I grew up with. Right. I don't know about you. Yeah, and then the Easter Bunny comes and gives you coal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a little gross, Which but... a little gross, but, you know, <laughs> we go with it because it's tradition. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I have, I have a confession to you, Kate. Yes? Uh, I have another podcast. Well, I already know that. I know, but it's actually out now. Oh. So this is the Story Seeds podcast. This is a podcast where uh, kids are paired with famous authors. And they make uh, stories together, and you can listen to it, and I am the host. And we got big names, big, big names, like Jason Reynolds, and Dan Ooh, Gutman, uh, and, and uh, Chris Grabenstein. You don't know who any of these people nope. are. All right, that's fine. <laughs> but they are They're so big. big They're so big. Yeah. Someday you're going to know the name Jason Reynolds, and then you're going to be sorry you didn't know him now. I know Aaron Reynolds. Nope, different guy. Okay. Uh, um, so you had a request last time. Oh, wait. Before we even do that, though, who are you and who am I? I am Betsy. You are Kate. Not no, correct, <laughs> but it is great. Um, <laughs> this is Fuse 8 and Kate, and we talk about picture books. Yeah. And whether they are classics yeah. or crap. Now, there's a problem. You had a request of me. Celebrity and, book. Right. You asked celebrity me to get you a celebrity book. book. Right. Okay. Celebrity so there's book. a there's a there's a problem built into the format of this show, Kate, and that's that I take books that are considered classics and then we read them. But you asked me for a celebrity, celebrity book. Celebrity book. Right. Very few celebrity picture books are actually considered classics. I can think of maybe one, but because the one I'm thinking of is would not be good. It'd be kind of lame if we did it. I'm going to put this out to the readership. Folks listening, if you can think of a celebrity picture book that you think is people consider a classic, all right, it's a picture book, write us at fusecade8 at gmail.com, and I may select your book and give you full credit on this show, which is to say, Kate, you that it's not a celebrity book this month. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It's a super hard ass. <sighs> we don't just do any old picture book that comes off the street. You know, I could do the worst children's picture book of all time. Well, why didn't we do that because one? Because it's not a class. It has no chance. It, they have to at least have a chance <sighs> at being a classic, Kate. They have to have, like, a modicum you have so many chance. rules. I have so many rules. It's the format that we fit on the show, Kate. 
Alright, so instead, I brought you, well, you know, what, what, what is a word you think of when you think of this time of year? This sort of like... St. Patrick's Day. No, but, 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 but how would you describe the weather right now outside? Dreary. <gasps> dreary. Bleak might be another way to describe it. Bleak, dreary, all correct. So, on that note, I'm going to pull out the book this week. A boot 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 a Raymond Briggs. Now this is a little old classic here that uh except we don't know if it's a classic yet, but that is considered it's very, very well known in England because of a little short movie they made and that they run on television every single year. In America though, it is pretty well known. Uh have you ever heard of it? Nope. Oh! Oh well. Aren't you in for a delightful time? Okay. Go read that thing. While Kate does her read, let's get a little background information on Mr. Raymond Briggs, age 86, in the prime of life. Now, there was a Guardian piece recently called Raymond Briggs, Don't Call Me the King of Christmas. I don't like children. I try to avoid them. Which I think is a rather wonderful line. And it mentions that Briggs is sort of unsure about being a children's writer. And it goes on to say, I just write about the things I want to write about. People are always saying, well, who did you aim this at? And I keep replying, books are not missiles. You don't aim them at anybody. And it's true, the piece goes on to say, that his work has, quote, always stood apart, rooted in a kind of head-down, hard-working Englishness and possessed of a strong, melancholy streak. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. I thought you'd be seeing Let It Snow. Well, you have to get into that. You cut me off way before I, I got oh, to that. Oh, sorry. Part. That's the whole thing. Sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's gone. No, now. you can no, keep going. No, I'm done. No, I don't. I thought you were going to start it, with Let It Snow. The moment has passed, and I'm not... It's no. not that frightful. It's just snowing. It's That's true. And it's snowing in that book of yours. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. That, oh, I'm yeah. all caught up. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this book... Yeah. All sorts of words in this book, right? No words. No words? No words in this book? All pictures. All pictures. What was the last time we did a wordless book on this show? I I have a theory. Um, Tuesday sort of was. It had times. Yeah, Tuesday had times, but you're right. That for the most part was. There was another one. It might have said later, or it might have said Tuesday, but... Yeah, it said, no, it just says, like, Tuesday in the time. And then it says next Tuesday in the time. Uh, But that, I'd call that a wordless book for the most part, yeah. Also, Wolf in the Snow, because snow See, and wordlessness. That, that was a good book. Yes, it was a good book. This... Well, you get ahead of yourself. Please, tell me, what is this book about? So this will be a little difficult to go through because it's literally all pictures, so I will do the best I can to describe. I will probably have to put a lot of stuff on Instagram. Oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we start with this kid. Mm-hmm. Did he have a name? No. Nope. No. Because it's, it's a wordless book. No right? words. Yeah. yeah. Unless his name is the snowman. I'm going to go with, like, yeah. a 10-year-old kid. Okay. I th- sure. I, sure. He's so independent enough not to... redhead, yeah. you know. He wakes up. He's a redhead? Oh, I guess yeah. he is. All right. Yeah. He wakes up. He sees it snowing. Puts on pants and a sweater and some boots and a hat, which falls off, and runs outside. No coat? Uh, no coat. Aww. His mother is looking at him. You know what my theory is? That it's seven in the morning, mom's in bed. She's no, not getting up. No, no, no. She's she's wearing clothes. Oh. She, she, she watches him go outside <laughs> and is like, yeah, he'll be fine. 
I haven't seen a lot of kids like that lately. With no jackets? Yeah, with no jackets, just walking around there, and people are like, well, I can't get my kid to wear them anyway. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. You're yeah, bigger than they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You've got, like, a good hundred and some pounds yeah. on them. I, so... I, my money's on you, lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, as, soon, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's not good. Mary got issues here. So he's going to die of pneumonia. So <laughs> then <laughs> he goes outside to build the snowman, and right. he builds it. Not like we did as kids, where right. you make, like, a giant boulder. Right. And you make a giant boulder, it's covered in dirt because the, the grass of the dirt got picked and the, the leaves. leaves. Yeah, yeah. All over it, yeah. And then you have a smaller boulder that right. you put, you lift up you, and you put on top. You do. And then you get a smaller ball and you have that be the head. I made one of those this very winter. Yeah. yeah. Now, this kid builds a, like, a refrigerator. <laughs> Wait, a snow fridge? It's essentially it's a, a snow, snow fridge, fridge yeah. with a ball on top as the head. And then he right. carves out arms oh. and carves out legs. Okay. I've never seen this before. No, teach their own kid. Nobody taught him how to make a snowman. That's so sad. Maybe because the parents didn't want to put on jackets. Well, clearly they it's never want to go outside. That's right, yeah. It's, it's too cold out there. We'll just let our child die instead. So he goes inside, grabs what I believe to be a clementine, yeah, Maybe that it's... does look like a clementine. And uses yeah. that as a snowman's nose. Okay, first of all, I've got some very basic noses. You, it's it's carrots, man. That's it's carrots. It's carrots. It's not that difficult. No. Carrot, two-face, right. make nose. Make nose. Not, Sticks out like not nose. clementine, no, two nose. No, no, no. Makes squishy, round. round like Ernie. That's going to fall and out. Bert. Right. Yeah, which will totally fall out like three seconds once you go inside. He yeah. does get the coal correct, though, to make buttons and eyes. Oh, that's impressive. And he puts on a scarf and a hat. And right. there we have a snowman. The end. <laughs> that was a quick one. What did we think of it? Well, let's see. Um, oh. No, so he goes to bed, um, and there is a clock next to the bed so we can kind of see the time. So he falls asleep at 9 o'clock. He's put to bed at like 8.20, but it takes it till 9 o'clock till he falls asleep. That sounds about right. Wakes up at 11 o'clock, checks outside. Snowman's still out there? Yep. Okay. <laughs> goes back to Paranoid bed. Paranoid kid. An hour later, he's like... No, I need to go out there. Huh. So he grabs, he puts on his robe because he's got Cause a little. That's, that's warm. He's got a little 10 year old robe. Oh, that is cute though. That is cute. And some slippers. Mm-hmm. And he goes outside and the snowman has now turned around and has tipped his hat to the kid. That should be charming, but at nighttime it could be terrifying. That's, it's totally terrifying. It's totally terrifying. And then yeah. this giant snowman <laughs> who's probably like 6'2 or something is like mm. lumbering towards the kid and then shakes his hand. Oh, because he is British. It after is all, so he is British. British. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he invites the snowman inside. Because he hates him? And... <laughs> Oh, they, we know one thing about snowmen going inside. Well, no, apparently this snowman is indestructible against oh. everything except for like heat-related things. Right. Like, the fi- he doesn't like the fireplace, sure. but he likes light. He likes the TV, he likes the lamp. And then he comes across, He they climb up the stairs, and they get to this painting of flowers in a vase, and he's sad. Why is he sad at the painting of Flowers in a vase, Betsy? Do you have an answer to that, Kate? No, I don't. Oh, I was really hoping you would, because I don't know. I, it just seems really random that he all of a sudden... Dis, does he, maybe he hates Impressionist art. I, I was going to say, maybe he's an art critic. Yes, and he's looking at this, and he's like, hmm, I've seen better. It's a little basic. So then the kid's like, here, come into our kitchen, which is on the second level. 
Oh, that's interesting. They climbed up the stairs to get to the kitchen. I'm going to chalk that up for British stuff we don't understand. Okay. He shows them how to turn on and off lights, shows them the stove again, not a big fan of heat. Right. Um, and then they start eating ice cubes. I do that. I chew them all the time. You take the ice cubes out of the tray no, and then too start big. eating them? They're too big to eat out of the yeah. tray. Yeah. And then they decide to go up another flight of stairs. Wait, how many flights is this house? Three. Three huh. flights. Yeah. Right. So they go up to the third level where mom and dad are sleeping. Mm. And they think it would be a good idea for the snowman to put on dad's clothes. <laughs> so apparently... It's kind of cool. I'm, I'm going to say I kind of like how he looks in the clothes. But look at how these pants are fitting him. Like, they are snug. Yeah. Which makes me think that dad is wearing really baggy pants. Or dad's huge. Dad's not huge. We see him later. Why is he wearing... An, an, well, the snowman I, is made of snow. Did he just, like, squeeze his snow real did, packed up tight did, and put himself in there? Did he, like, shave off his thighs ah, a bit? a little shaved ice there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little strange. I'll, although he's looking at the glass with the teeth in the jar, so I'm like, okay, someone doesn't have teeth, and I really wanted him to put the teeth in his yeah, mouth. Yeah, I really wanted to put the teeth in his mouth. But... He doesn't have an opening in his mouth. Oh, he has no mouth? He never opens his mouth. Oh, he will smile. He can smile. And he will frown. And one smile you might see like an O, like right. a very Ooh, small Of surprise. But, but that's not really an opening. No. It's just like he, he kind of purposely Boy did not dig out a mouth. Ah. Yeah. So, but we'll get to that because that plays a role. Interesting. So then they're, you know, playing around with all the kids' stuff because the kid just happens to have, oh, you know, a bunch of balloons and a punching bag that, like, punches back, apparently. Only child syndrome. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It's got lots of stuff. A lot of stuff for one kid. So then they go into the garage, and you can definitely tell that this is a British household. How so? Because the steering wheel is on the opposite side. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. That would throw me off. That is, that's where you kind of look at it and go, ah, yes, the Brits. Right. Doing their Britty thing. <laughs> so... That's how they like to know it. Yeah. And then they go into the... Because apparently the garage is where they have their gigantic coffin of a freezer. Oh, well, that makes sense. I've seen many a coffin of a freezer in a, in a garage. They pull out about meals for about eight people. Oh, my. They m make the table and they place out all this food. And guess what's on the table, Betsy? What's Carrots. <laughs> Carrots. <laughs> Carrots that would be ideal for a nose. Yeah. So, this snowman, who can't open his mouth, right. what, all of a sudden eats all this food? Or did the kid eat all of this food himself? Did they, I didn't see them cooking at any point. This was, this was all pre-made food that was in the freezer? What yeah. is this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Mom's going to be pissed off when she finds all her food's gone. But did the kid eat eight I people's mean, it's worth of possible, food? but. It just seems strange. Maybe they just, like, dug a hole in the stomach of the snowman and just put it in, and then they just pack snow over it. Because, you know, he's a snowman. You can do anything you want with that. Right. So then the snowman's like, hey, kid, let's go outside. And he takes the kid by the hand, and all of a sudden, they're flying? <laughs> okay, I could believe everything up yeah, until... I was so... I totally on board I with could this. believe this snowman is real. This snowman... <laughs> That can't eat, but can put on <laughs> his dad's clothes. And now they're flying? It kind of Peter Panned it up there, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little strange. It is a little bizarre. But you know how you can tell that this isn't real? How's that? Because they're in a gigantic snowstorm, 
and there is not a single snowflake that lands on the snowman's hat. Oh, well, yeah, there. I can't, I can't, uh, though it's very hard to tell the snowman and the kid in the sky flying over the city because the pictures are so muddy it's it's supposed to be so it's not doing it's a day for night thing you know like when the movies when they try to make it look like nighttime but it's really daytime that's i feel like that's what they're doing here he he doesn't use any black so but it's but of course at night the sky if it's cloudy it's gray it is that gray it's it's london wintertime yeah it's gray and it's not that nighttime pinkish cast you sometimes get in the city with the with the gray cloudy sky but it's it's colored pencils so it's even more it's even more muddy yeah it's no it's a strange it's a it's gloomy it's very fuzzy it's very english it's got weird cold that goes right down to the marrow of your bones i can feel it I don't know. It's really hard for me to tell just because it's so mm-hmm. fuzzy. It's fuzzy. It is fuzzy. I would agree. And not like a good fuzzy. Which is kind of why the snowman is as adorable as he is. He has a sort of a fuzzy quality to him. So, so then they get to a pier, you know, some pier, and they oh, you see... Oh, P-I-E-R. Yes. <laughs> they don't just appear. Poof! No, no, no. They're, okay, they're no, at right. a at... pier. Right. Pier they, 1. They see the sun is starting to come up. And so they fly back. Like Cinderella the ball. Yep. They fly back to the kid's house, mm-hmm. um, which looks like a two-story, not a three-story, unless the third story is like the <laughs> it attic. Could be the attic. It could be the attic. We never saw windows. So the parents sleep in the attic. Got it. Sure. Okay. So. <laughs> Maybe they sleep in the basement. We don't know. So then the kid is like, well, thanks, snowman. Had a really great time. The snowman's like, I had a great time too. I'm going to go back to where I was before. And he goes back to his original position. And the kid goes back into bed, like you do. Well, happy ending to the story. Wait, wait, Everyone wait, was wait, wait, we're not greatly the satisfied. Wait, wait, we're not at the end. What? So then the kid, the he goes back to sleep. He wakes up. He puts on his robe and slippers again. Runs downstairs. Here's where we can see Dad. Oh yeah, who is not not a big fellow. Not a big fellow. It would have made sense on a psychological level if he had been made huge. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Sorry, Raymond. And then the kid rushes outside and sees nothing but a melted pile <laughs> of his friend. <laughs> and no Clementine. The Clementine is gone. Some squirrel ran by and was like, ooh, Clementine. Mm. And ran off with it. <laughs> so then we're left thinking, was it a dream? Correct. Did it actually happen? Right. Or was it all in his imagination? Or did Frosty really come to life? <laughs> we'll never know. It's a... Uh... Remember the word I said to describe this time of year? Bleak. Dreary is Dreary said, and yeah. bleak. Uh-huh. Isn't this an appropriate book to, yeah. to read at this time of year? I, I certainly thought so. But yeah. do, do you know how many people listen to this show in England? Do we have any idea of our England listenership at all? No. None, right? I mean, we got some, I'm we got sure. got some. Not, yeah, but not a ton. So if I were English and I were hearing this podcast right now, I would be very baffled. Because I would be thinking to myself... Why are they doing the snowman right now when it's such a clearly Christmas book? And the reason they think that is that every year on Christmas, this 1982 film of this book that they made runs on television. It's a Christmas-themed picture book, they would tell you, even though there is nothing, even slightly Christmassy, yeah, there about was, this book. There was no, like, Christmas tree or presents or Santa or, yeah, nothing. Yeah. And, in fact, I would say Raymond Briggs himself, the author of this book, would argue that it is not about Christmas. He says it's about death. Um, 
He said there was a piece uh, in The Independent about him, and it said, The beloved children's book and subsequent animation has been hijacked by festive sentimentality according to its author. He doesn't think it's a Christmas book, so I don't think it's a Christmas book. So we're doing it right now because it's a cold, snowy, bleak, dreary time of year. So, uh, yes. Not much more to say about it. it. It was a huge hit when it came out. It came out, uh, the year of my birth, 1978. And, uh, in a different, uh, article on Raymond Briggs, this one was in The Guardian, he says that he finds the adaptation of this into that movie corny, uh, despite conceding that, quote, filmmaking is a very different form from books. True. And you have to make something commercially viable. So putting Father Christmas in, as the producer suggested, was right. Apparently Father Christmas is in the movie. I have never seen this movie. Huh. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube, yeah. right? It's probably on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. You know what's really on YouTube? There is a commercial. I don't think it's Red Bull, but there is a British commercial making fun of the movie where they're flying and then the snowman sees, like, whatever drink he wants and drops the boy and the boy just, like, plummets down to the ground. I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes. Huh. It's an interesting counter thing. And, of course, if I can find the movie, uh, I will put that in the show notes as well. Um, so, anyway, he was... Uh, just to go back to it, uh, Raymond Briggs was saying that the producer put in Father Christmas, even though I hated it at the time. And then it says, there's a rather gloomy pause before he adds Eorishly, Eorishly, of course he's dead now, like everybody else. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a cheery man, yeah. that Raymond Briggs. Cheery man. Cheery, 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 cheery man. Yes. Yeah. Just, just the kind of. Pick me up, I knew you needed it this time of year. Yeah, are we at ratings time? We're at ratings time! You're going first. Okie dokie. Because I went so, first last time. I uh, I remember I reread this when I was in grad school, I think, because I was like, I vaguely remembered it from my youth. It was around. It was in the ether. I don't know if I read it as a child. I think it would have scarred me for life, so I probably would have remembered it. Um, but I definitely read it as a young adult. Read it and was scarred for life then, so it was fine. I got scarred one way or another. Um, didn't care for it, though I did appreciate, he does it very, he's very good at the wordless sequences. I mean, you never are unclear on what's happening. He, is it a little muddy? It is a little muddy. But in terms of sequential art, like, he's a good comic artist. Like in term, not comic ha-ha, obviously, but comic, you know, sequential art in a, in a form that you would read like at, a story in a comic board. book. Yeah, like a storyboard or comic book or, you know, what have you, graphic novel. It's kind of like a very early proto- graphic novel picture book and that's very interesting in a historical sense in that you know in grad school i think people could study it i think that scholars would uh -oh. find it very interesting uh-oh but a kid uh-oh i mean i could give it to a kid i will be reading this to my kids i anticipate my eight-year-old will have great wrath at the ending perhaps even blame me for it which is right um so I'm going to give it, you know, just because I like how good he is at, at, at the cartoons, I'm giving it a four. But uh, but no, I, I do not think it really... There's a lot of great, wordless, graphic novel-inspired picture books these days. I don't think The Snowman is in the top tier. Okay. Yourself? So Frosty the Snowman mm. was written in 1950. Yes. This came out 28 years later. Yes. This, I feel, is essentially taking Frosty the Snowman and just doing the exact same thing. 
Snowman comes to life, plays with the kids, then melts and goes away. So you are where the Frosty never melts, right? What are you talking about? Frosty never melts. What are you talking about? He runs away, but he doesn't melt. I'll be back again someday is literally yeah. the last line. Yeah. He's left. And he mean, calls no, as he's leaving. He's not leaving. No, he's he melting. Le- no, he does not melt. He does not melt. Trust me on this. Frosty the Snowman runs away, uh, presumably to the far north, and does not melt. Hold on. There's no dead Frosty. I'm looking That's up the lyrics. not what that song is about. I'm looking up the lyrics. Go ahead. Frosty the Snowman knew the sun was hot that day. So he said, let's run and we'll have some fun now before I melt away. Before I melt away, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He melts. No, he never melts. It's before I melt away. He's saying, let's do all this fun stuff before I melt. Right, but then he never melts. What are you talking about? He melts. No, he never melts. What's the other song? Uh, I'll be back again one day is what he says as he... But the children turn as he... (laughs) So for Frosty the Snowman... Had to hurry on his way, but he waved goodbye, saying, Don't you cry, I'll be back again someday. There you go. Yeah. He's leaving. He's melting. No, he, he was melting. He'd be like, Anyway, I'll be back okay. Again anyway, I just feel like this is taking <laughs> Frosty and making it dark and making it into a book. Okay. It's not very creative. It's got muddy pictures. I, it's interesting that it doesn't have words, but I'll always remember it as the Frosty book, so I'm giving it a 3.5 for lack of creativity and disappointing illustrations. Interesting. My four was high because of the art. And your 3.5 is not that different, but it is low because of the art. Yeah. All right. Uh, not a classic. Not a classic. Sorry, England. In spite of your cute hey, little short Christmas film. I liked Gruffalo, so... Yeah, you did. I have yet... Have we done a British book that I would... Well, Peter Rabbit. Sure. Letters time. Yeah. Got two today. First up, we have one that begins. Hi, Betsy. Hi, Kate. Hello. Hello. I was just listening to your episode on Amazing Grace, and you asked yourself, how would a British publisher handle a story, or handle a child in a story, dressing up as an Indian? Right. Now, I don't live in the UK, but recently moved to Spain. Native American. Spain. Yes, Native American, exactly. Just last week for Carnival at our daughter's school, which has several kids from the Americas and probably all Spanish teachers, kids and teachers were encouraged to come in costume. And I was stunned to see... When we picked up our kiddo, that several teachers were dressed up as, quote-unquote, Indians, but in the Looney Tunes and Peter Pan stereotypical style of, quote-unquote, Indians. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Nothing more horrible than Spaniards, with a history of having done awful things to Native Americans, dressed as Indians. I am Latin American and lived in the U.S. for many years and wonder where these teachers have been living for as long as they've been alive to not be aware that there's everything wrong with their choice of costumes. Yeah. Needless to say, I want to go talk to someone at the school about it. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not done maliciously, however. Your question made me wonder if it's simply not an issue here in Europe, although I'd hate to generalize based on my experience here. Hope you're both well, Carolina. Huh. Yeah, that was what I was afraid of. Spain. Spain. Well, I don't think it's just Spain. I think there's a... I think England itself has a bit of a problem with it as well, and many other countries. The other comment uh, came from Sarah, and this was uh, hearkening back to our Caldecott prediction post, where we successfully predicted a a Caldecott honor, Uh, and that was for going down home with Daddy. Yep. And remember, I love those chickens. I love them so much, and they look like a kind of egg, but I could not remember what those types of eggs were called. And she wrote... 
I know you were trying to think of the name for these Ukrainian Easter eggs are called Pysanky. I'm probably mispronouncing it. It's P-Y-S-A-N-K-Y. I'm going to call it Pysanky. Sure. But it could be something else. <laughs> but thank you, Sarah, because I've never known that word. Yeah. And clearly, because I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm glad they actually have a name. I, I knew they had a name. I just didn't know what the name was. I Well, exactly. Yeah. All right. Grown-up things we like. Mine's pretty boring. Mine's not thrilling. Well, we're selling this one. <laughs> everyone, like, as, as one, everyone, like, press it, stop on the podcast together. Yeah. I mean, it, mine's just, it's it's not, like, anything new. It, well, I mean, I've just been starting Archer all over again. You know Archer, the cartoon? Yeah. Uh, it's guy, H. John Benjamin You're re-binging Archer? Yeah. Is that done? Yeah, I'm doing it. All right. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, if you watch Bob's Burgers, the same voice actor who does the voice of Bob also does the voice of Sterling Archer, who is a spy. It's The cartoon is kind of done in like a pop art, Roy Lichtenstein sort of style. It's always looked like Harvey Birdman, attorney at law to me, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't watched it enough to know if they're too similar. Yeah, yeah it's about a spy. His mother runs a spy agency and he's like a womanizer. It's kind of like the James Bond sort of thing. It's definitely not kid friendly. Um, but it's entertaining, and so I've just been re-watching that. Excellent. Yeah. Mine is, um, well, probably less interesting than yours, simply because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm becoming sort of like a broken record, so I swear to you this is the last podcast. time I will mention... No, oh. not podcast. Good. Not listen to you. I thought you were going to say, I have another podcast. Oh. I have a third! I no, <laughs> I don't have a third podcast, but if I did have a third podcast, no. you know what it would be about? What? My sourdough starter. That's what it would be about, because that's oh, what I can't man. shut up about, but I will finally shut up about it. This will be the last time I ever mention it, but just to explain where I got the idea from making one, it's from Book. It's called Wild Bread, Flour Plus Water Plus Air, Sourdough Reinvented. It's by Mary Jane Butters, which right there... <laughs> Her name is Mary Jane Butters. Yep. She was kind of doomed to be a baker or something <laughs> involving butter. And uh, it's a great book. I actually saw it uh, on display in Italy when I was in New York. And I uh, bought it for my library because I like to abuse my power. <laughs> and I have not regretted it. I might actually have to buy the actual book myself. So. Nice. Exactly. All right. All right. So well, maybe people will actually, you know, recommend some celebrity books. And maybe they have to be classics, week? people. They have yeah. to be something that someone somewhere would consider a classic. And I can think of one. Could it be less than 20 years old? Yes, it can be less, but it can't be, well, it can't be too much less than 20 years old. So yes, we would accept teenagers. <laughs> yeah, we can't. I'll, I'll just say it right now. Don't suggest the book with no pictures. It's too recent. I would do it myself. It's too recent, people. Don't suggest it. So that, if that's the line, it can be, if, as long as it's older than that book, it's legit. Okay. Or, you know, on the other flip side, recommend the worst one you've ever heard of. I'd be very interested in hearing what people would think about that. But they could tell us in person at Kid LitCon. They could. When's that happening, Kate? March 28th. Where is that happening, Kate? Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's right. Go blue. Go blue. All right. And on that note, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Haddon Kime is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. <laughs>